from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork and of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DiLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about what happens when you have this recurring statement in your mind, I do more than you. And Tony Robbins had this to say about this very thing. He said, the minute you start keeping score, you're destroying the relationship. Mm. And that's exactly what happens when that thought comes into your head. I'm doing more than you. I do more than you. And and that's what we're going to be pulling apart on today's show. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family who's experiencing breakthrough, who's seen change and transformation in their marriage. And this hug comes from an Instagram message that we received that says, I'm so, so grateful to you both for your dedication and love for married couples. I was sexually abused as a child Mm. and intimacy is something I've always struggled with, but through God, your podcast and the sex chat for Christian wives podcast, I've learned about my body, what God wants for me and for my marriage. And I now know that he wants me to be intimate with my husband in a way that is healthy and that it's okay for me to pray to God to help me feel safe. We aren't perfect, but I'm so, so happy to Mm. report we are actively living the intimacy lifestyle and both thoroughly enjoying it. Thanks a bunch. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And congratulations to you guys to, for just constantly stepping forward. Yeah. Right? Breakthrough needs to continue to happen. And uh, glad you guys are doing it. Absolutely. And, and as we jump into the show, you know, Tony said that recurring thought at the beginning, you know, I do more than you. And maybe it's I do more than you or I'm always the one taking care of this or you never do that. And, you know, those are all just forms of like this mental scoreboard that we have in our head. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and when you do that, you're creating this, this dichotomy of winners and losers in your marriage, because it's always from this place of, well, well, I'm, I'm giving more, right. I'm doing more than you are. Right. And anytime there's a van there, there's this like imbalance in the relationship. And, and is this normal behavior? Absolutely. Have Tony and Elisa done it? Oh yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it damaging to your marriage? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Tony and I know that we're not alone because we asked you guys, have you ever kept score in your marriage? And 88% of you said that you have admitted that at some point in time, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not saying this is like a perpetual thing, but at some point in time, you've kept score in your marriage. Sure. And it happens literally all across the board. I mean, when we asked, what do you keep score about? You know, where do you say I do more than that, do more than you do? It was in things like the amount of affection that is given. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there have been times when Tony has said, I, I'm much more affectionate than you are, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who does more in terms of chores, housework, cleaning, dishes, laundry, all of that? I know I have told Tony, I do more than you do. Yeah. And I think that would go even vice versa. Even though you were doing more, I would feel like I was keeping score because I felt like I was doing my part. Right. And it was like unmet expectations on mm-hmm. both sides. And yeah, we've been there. Um, kids. Oh, for kids. Sure. Who does more with the kids? Oh, especially when the kids were younger. I, I was talking to a couple the other day and you know, she is very much like, um, I'm with these kids all day long. I do way more 
when it comes to the kids. And just by sheer function of amount of time spent with little human beings, she was absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But we're going to, you know, there's more to it that we're going to pull apart in the show. You know, who does more when it comes to planning dates or taking care of the pets? Who does more when it comes to sex? And that's, you know, initiating it, talking about it, all of those types of things. Who spends more money, right? Mm-hmm. Or who spends the money, period? Who spe- one person actually said, and this was such a good one, um, because we did the show on Love Languages uh, gosh, probably about a month or so ago now. And somebody said they keep score on who speaks each other's love language better. And wow. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. But that's, that's how detailed this can get for couples. And, and this is just, this is not an exhaustive list. You guys, I mean, I could probably spend the entire show just giving you a list of all of the areas mm-hmm. where the one family keeps score. But the reality is, is that we know it because there have been many, many times where in all honesty, I don't know if it, just to paint you a picture, if you've ever watched a major league baseball game, right? So you're, you're sitting there and you're watching, you know, the two teams in front of you, but somewhere in the outfield, they have, uh, you know, this wall of all of the other teams that are playing that night. Is that at every stadium or just on some? Well, I don't, I, I have images of it in like multiple different stadiums. Maybe okay. if it's not there, it's somewhere in the stadium because all of those people, like it's all of these division races and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And so everybody wants to know what's going on. Right. And, you know, it gets lit up, right? You know, this team's ahead, that team's ahead. That's kind of like I, as I was preparing for the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, there were times when our marriage, you could have looked at it like that, mm-hmm. right? Well, well, I'm ahead in, you know, keeping up with the kids and Tony's ahead over here in like taking care of, you know, business stuff that needs to get done. And, and I'm over here, maybe not, you know, I'm, I'm like trying to catch up on the laundry, but Tony's still ahead on the, like it looked like a baseball score thing in my mind Mm -hmm. of all of these different places of who's winning and who's losing and who's doing more and what are all the, and it was, it was ugly. It was really ugly. And and the ugly part was that, that there was a winner and a loser in every category. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I mean, we use, we talk a lot to you guys about being on the same team, right? That has definitely been, been a, just a part of what's been woven into the fabric of one extraordinary marriage. Mm -hmm. Because we want you guys to know that you are on the same team. Mm -hmm. And we did an episode uh, a while back, episode 506, marriage is a team sport. I'm going to make sure just to drop that here in the episode notes for you guys, or you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash 506. If you haven't listened to it already. But before we got a handle on the scorekeeping thing and, and just as a little caveat, we're not perfect. So it still does. It creeps in at times. It still does creep in. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of the reason why we do these types of shows. Cause we have to remind ourselves, Hey, is this starting to come back into our marriage? Do we need to get a handle on it? Is this happening in the one family? Because when we're in that space, instead of being on the same team, it's, you know, who's going to win the next round? Who is more right? Who can, you know, make their point be heard louder? Who's more stubborn. And, and when you're in that place, there's, you know, I know we like to think of everything in terms of a win-lose proposition, but in that place and you're, when you're playing that game, no one's going to win. It, it's not. It's exactly what Tony Robbins said, that when you start keeping score, you start destroying the marriage. And so as we're looking at this and that, at that statement, you know, I'm doing more than you. We need to think about the, the price the cost that those thoughts have in your marriage. Cause everything that you think you guys ha- ext- extracts a price. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that price is, you know, it actually like adds to your account. 
right? I, I'm grateful for my spouse. I'm thankful for this life I have. I can't believe we're doing these things together. Those are all like adding to your account. But when you start having that, well, I'm doing more, he never does, or she never does, or I always have to, or whatever it is, that those thoughts are, are withdrawals out of your marriage bank account. Yeah, they, they really are. And I, I think, you know, as you, as you were talking, one of them that wasn't mentioned, and yet I can remember so distinctive, distinctively for myself was in the area of health. Mm. And, and I really remember this being some years ago where I was all into cycling. And I, and I just remember this phase of like, man, I am up at 4.30 in the morning. I am working out. I am trying to eat healthy. I'm doing all this stuff. And here's Elisa in my mind just sitting around eating Cheerios or not Cheerios, but bonbons and, uh, oh, Cheetos. I was going to ask. Yeah, I not Cheerios. Cheetos instead of Cheerios. But there, yeah. there were a lot of Cheerios at that time. In, in time Kids too. were little. Kids were little, so we always had Cheerios around. That's why that came into my mind. But just sitting around and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I felt like that was a time for me where I was really scorekeeping because it was, it was about this health kick for me and how I looked, and yet you weren't keeping up. And just so y'all know, this is the first I've heard of this because you've, well, you've well, never mentioned that before. No, and and you, you know I think because we've worked through different areas, uh-huh. and so that that diminished. I, I I became less of a health addict. I would say mm-hmm. like that that completely decreased over time, and because of me decreasing it, there was less of this like I'm doing more than you, and I'm keeping score of like my ability to get up in the morning. So there was a there was a change in me that affected that scorekeeping that was happening. Okay, side note, that right there, that epiphany, where the scorekeeping thing, it actually does need to change with you. Because you know, this was probably I mean, like when you were really crazy cycling, I mean, we're talking what, ten years ago? Mm-hmm. So Eight. six to ten years ago mm-hmm. yeah. in that span. And the reality is is that yes, you just heard me say this is the first I've heard Tony voice that. Now that's not to say I didn't pick up on some of those feelings that I I actually want to get to because, because when you're in that place and you're keeping score, you're not always verbalizing it, Mm -hmm. but it comes out in resentment. Mm -hmm. It comes out in frustration and bitterness and anger and disconnect. And I knew, I mean, like he never voiced it like he, he did so directly there, but I knew he was irritated that I was not nearly as fit. I was always like, Oh, that's your thing. Right? Like, I don't want to get on a bike with you. That just seems well, I never wanted you to get on a bike. With uh, yeah, me like the cycling thing was never going to be an <laughs> our thing. No, it, it's okay for couples to do different things. I I knew there were those feelings. I didn't know until just now, kind of what that looked like, right? Ab- about what the whole framework of that was. Like I'm taking care of my body. I'm being fit. I'm doing all this kind of stuff, and you're not. I mean, that's kind of you know. I'm doing more than you. I'm doing more to take care of myself, and you're not. Well, and then that also plays into in this. This is sort of why we love getting behind the microphones each and every week and hanging out with you guys in the one family is because this is this is what life is like. So sometimes you may be looking at something and we're discussing an area and it may come up months or years later because you're changing. You know, your spouse is changing. Those those ebbs and flows are happening in different seasons of life. Mhm. And so I even remember in that time frame, though, when we talk about sex, 
there was this, again, this scorekeeping around that because I, I was like, I'm already, I'm always ready. I'm let, let's go. Let's, let's, let's have more fun. Let's be more active. I had more energy and Elisa on the other end didn't. And so I was scorekeeping that way as well. And, you know, we're going to get into what this takes, but I, I just want you all to know, like, I'm not Tony bringing this up now years later is not creating an emotional reaction in me. Like, I want to be real clear that this is not a place for me to now get on the defensive and be like, I can't believe you never told me this. Mm -hmm. This is just a processing. And I want to give you permission to just process with your spouses. If something does come up months or years later, that it doesn't have to have an emotional reaction. It doesn't have to hold the weight. It's, it's a process. Sure. It's like, wow, why didn't you tell me that back then? Well, maybe because I was insecure with my own self. Correct. Which is probably more the bigger reason why I didn't bring it up back then because there's more of an insecurity in me than in Elisa. And mm. me being able to voice it articulately to literally even know that it was happening. Because sometimes you just go through life and you're just going through and you don't realize it until something hits you and you go, oh, whoa. You know, you step away from it for a little bit and you go, oh, whoa, what was I doing then? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I was, I was probably causing Elisa a lot of pain and frustration at that time too. She was probably doing her own scorekeeping. Oh, for sure. Of how like, I'm trying to give you this attention or I'm trying to do this, but, but at the end of the day, you've worked out so hard that you're so tired now, you don't even want to spend time with me. And really at the end of the day, the cost can be high. Mm-hmm. The, the, the cost can be high if you don't address it at some point or another, you know, you lose peace, happiness, your joy, contentment, just hanging out with one another and just cuddling and enjoying that, the unity, you know, that teamwork that we do have and, and the trust that we have with one another. Mm-hmm. And that was all like, you know, it's funny, I didn't expect this show to kind of wrap around that cycling season be- because it was so intense, right? And we've shared it, you know, in the past, but I, I used to refer to Tony's bike as his mistress. Mm-hmm. I did. I'm like, oh. And you want to speak life into something. Like you want your words to have power. Believe me, I I, I carried that mantle of mm-hmm. like, yeah, that I am going to go hang out because I get more joy there than I am at home. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you speak. Be careful what you speak. And, and it's, you know, again, those of you, it doesn't matter if you've been married for two weeks or, or for 22 years and beyond, there is stuff that you're processing from any point in time in your marriage. And I remember saying those words and yes, obviously we have worked well beyond them, but those are words. I will tell you that even just uttering those words right now, Mm -hmm. those words still, those words create more of an emotional reaction in me than hearing you say that that was the feelings that you were processing at that time around my, you know, lack of fitness. Mm. because I rem- like now I would never, I would never dream of referring to something else that, some- that Tony does as his mistress because you get into that place of going, what are you speaking? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's not even where the show's going to go and I am going to reel it back into the whole I do more and scorekeeping, but really be aware, both husbands and wives, be aware of the negative words that you are speaking in your marriage because you don't know what seed is going to get planted because you spoke it, right? We, we, we speak our lives into existence. Mm-hmm. So be real careful and real conscious of what you're speaking. So all that to bring it back into yes. <laughs> keeping score and, and, you know, and the arguments that can happen, right? Because we did have arguments. I was much more vocal in that period of time about the fact that you were spending 
like I was like, I am mom Monday through Friday, stay at home mom. Like I, that was fine. But when you go and spend a Saturday and you're like, yeah, well, I'm going to go do an eight mile or an eight hour ride. I'm like, dude, seriously, like I am doing way more of this parenting thing than you. And so we got into these, these arguments and I just remember being angry, Mm -hmm. really, really angry, angry about like, ah, this is not what I signed up for in marriage, right? Angry at the idea that this is not fair. Angry at the idea of, well, well, why doesn't he do more? Doesn't he know what I, like I've told him what I want him to do. Like why? I mean, you know, I, I now have a teenage boy and I'm like, why does his brain not work? And I remember thinking, you know, probably along the, the same lines with Tony. And, and the idea is that we're all carrying this measure of what we think is fair. Mm-hmm. What we think is fair, what, you know, popular media and news outlets have told us is fair. Mm-hmm. So there are all of these fair, you know, and, and in, a, in a game, right, somebody wants there to be a winner and a loser. And yet we're, we're balancing that with this idea of what's fair for me. We don't ever, <laughs> when we're keeping score, we don't ever stop and think, especially when we're dealing with another human being, we don't ever stop and think about how can we both win. Mm-hmm. It's all about how can I win more than you, right? I do more than you. But we have to break this cycle because this this whole scorekeeping thing, this whole idea of it's got to be fair on both sides, it's not going to work. It's it's an impossibility. But before we talk about how to break that cycle, we want to share this week's sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back and we're talking about what you can do if you've been keeping score in your marriage. Right. If you've been keeping score, you need to take stock of yourself. Well, I, I would say first things first. If you've ever kept score in your marriage, raise your hand. Just keep your other hand on the wheel if you're driving. That's it. But hey, we've done it as well as you've heard. And you know what? And I'm sure there are going to be times, even this week, this month, this year, that Elisa and I will do it at some point or other. Mm-hmm. It, it's knowing it and understanding it. And making sure it doesn't rule our marriage. Absolutely. And we, and we nip it in the bud and, and, and get to the root of why it's doing that. Mm-hmm. And so you've raised your hand. You've said, yes, that's me. Because we know only 12% of you won't be raising your hands, right? 
and it's possible that your spouse is raising their hand. So, you know, deal. Um, then, like I said, you've got to think about what do you think needs to be fair in your marriage, right? Where are you keeping score? And you need to actually dial that back one more step and say, where did that idea, where did that idea come from? Mm. Where did that idea that things have to be fair come from? Because it's very hard to break the cycle if you don't know where it started. And that may mean you have to spend a little time in reflection, but that's okay because it's knowing where that came from and then really identifying what, what do I keep score about? And, and we went over a number of them. I mean, it could be sex, parenting, kids, work, chores, a, a number of different things that we didn't even bring up. Mm-hmm. It, it could be cleaning the garage, washing the cars, you know, whatever those different areas are. But what are you keeping score about? Yeah. I mean, really just sit down for a moment and think about that. And, and, and like Elisa said, why? Mm-hmm. And then you need to pull it to the next level and say, what have we done to hash out our expectations and understand how we're wired? Right? Because it's one thing to, it's one thing to voice your expectations, but it's a whole nother thing to do that within the context of how husband and wife are wired and they do go hand in hand. It's not enough just to repeat 25 times ladies that your husband needs to take out the trash. If there's something going on in the communication and it's not translating into, oh, my wife has said I need to take out the trash and so I must go do that. Or husbands, you've said to your wife, it'd be really great if we could have sex and I'm not the one that always has to initiate and she's not understanding it. Then we need to dig down into why that is. And a lot of it is those expectations. What we haven't set, we haven't set any foundation of what that is. Mm -hmm. What are the expectations in these areas for each one of us? And that's going to be different for every couple. Absolutely. Every family, that's going to be different. And it's going to change at times as well. So having those expectations, we did an episode long, long time ago, which I just loved, was called Sexpectations. Mm -hmm. And that was really based around the idea of what are we doing with our sexual intimacy on vacation? Right. Because we would go out on vacations and we would have such blowups and, and, and we would just be frustrated around this because we never set up the expectation of what are we doing for sex when we're on vacation until we realize, well, we've never conveyed that to one another. Oh, well, I want to have sex every day. And Elisa's like, hey, if we have sex once on the, on the trip, then, then it's been a, a win. So if you're living life without having set expectations in certain areas, then I believe the scorekeeping happens because like for me on vacation, I would be keeping score. Oh, we're not having sex today. Oh, I'm a loser. She's a winner because she won that, that day. You get it? You get to, you get to the end of the week and vacation can be a real grumpy time, but it's not just, it, it's first part of that's expectations, but there are uh, multiple layers to this right? Because you also have to know how your spouse wants to be communicated with, right? Not every spouse wants the bullet points. Mm -hmm. Not every spouse, you know, like some spouses want stories and they want to, you know, have it be fun and lighthearted and you're coming at them going, rah, 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 and they're like, I, I, it, it's like the Charlie Brown thing. I can't hear you, right? How does your spouse process time? Some people are like, hey, you know what? Like, I'll get to it, right? Just tell me when you, you know, give me the latest possible. I've got a kid like this. Give me the latest possible time that I've got to get it done and I'll get it done by then most of the time, right? Or they're like, no, 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 I need to know like, what is my day going to look like and when can I fit this in, right? What did your spouse see growing up? Let me tell you, a lot of the things that we keep score about in our marriages come as a result of what we saw growing up. Well, my mom never did that. Like, why should I have to do that? 
my dad, my dad always did that. Like, why aren't you, why are you not doing right? So there's all of this, you know, stuff like to call it affectionately baggage that we bring into our marriages because we saw what we saw growing up. How does your spouse's personality relate to all of these different things? And I will tell you, it's more than just saying, you know what, you're stubborn or you don't listen. There's a lot more nuance to personality than all of that, but you can't break free of these cycles. And let me tell you, the the scorekeeping, the I do more than you, that is a cycle Mm -hmm. that needs to be broken. And, you know, one of the resources that we have is the, the love deeper. Mm -hmm. And you can learn more about it at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash love deeper. But that actually is a tool that couples can use to answer those questions so that when you're having the scorekeeping thing, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go back to what we know about each other. And then let's strategize from there instead of doing the same things that haven't been working. Because mm-hmm. it's not working. That's the definition of insanity, guys. It's, it, it purely is the definition of insanity. And, and so when you realize that you're in the score, that you've been keeping score, you have to take action. It's not enough to just grumble in your head or to grumble out loud. What are you going to do different? Some of you have been listening to, your sh- to this particular show and you're like, yeah, that's us. We've been doing that for, for two years. And here's something I want to just share real quick because this is one of those this is one of those times when we can get stead we can just bear down. Well, when my spouse mm, go does something about this, then I'll start moving. And I really believe that this is one of those areas it's it's a what can what can I do moment. You know, what can I do? What are you willing to do right now? Because if you're not willing to move, the likelihood your spouse is just going to stand firm as well. So why not take that first step and do what we said? Just, you know, what do you think? Why do you think it, these things need to be fair in your marriage? Where, where did this idea come from? You, What are you keeping score about? And really start releasing some of those areas that shouldn't even be there. And maybe some of the other ones, like they need to be worked through a little bit more. You got to process them a little bit more, but start with the easier ones. (laughs) Like, why are you keeping score on everything? Maybe there's only two right now that really matter, but do you really need to have 10 on your plate? Well, and it's interesting too, that as couples start, and I see this a lot of times in coaching, as couples start to work on one area, the skills and the success that they have in that one area actually will, in some cases, dissipate the tension in the other areas or, and give them the knowledge and the success that they have to then go and tackle another area, Mm. right? That's why you start with the easiest ones because you need to have success, right? It's kind of like, like from a financial standpoint, they talk about the debt snowball, right? They don't tell you to tackle the hardest, biggest, you know, crazy beast of debt first. Hit the one that has $50, $100, get that thing done in in a week, two weeks, whatever it is. And then that way you can, you can tackle the next one. And that's where I was, was sharing with the, you know, what are the, what are the ones that you're keeping score, but really do you need to like get those off your list, work through them quickly so you can tackle the bigger ones. Right. It's sometimes it's just that little tweak that you need to take care of a small one so that you can just like get that off your plate. It's amazing what an adjustment to your marriage around a small thing can do to your your sense of gratitude, your sense of appreciation, your sense of of love and joy and all of those emotions that you know Tony shared earlier that you can that you can be robbed of, right? The peace, the happiness, the joy, the contentment, the unity and the trust. One action, one series can start to bring that back into your marriage and that's what we want for you this week. Yeah. And so, hey, 
we've all done it at one point or another. Few of you have not. But for those of us who have, take this week. Just take this week and just look and see where are you keeping score in your marriage. And then if the next step would be getting to the root, the root of it, right? Go, go to the, the easier ones, the ones that are not as big for you, and just get to the root of them. And why is that? And, re- and begin to release it. Together, it'd be awesome if you guys can come together during a coffee break or sometime during this week, a walk and talk where you can start talking about what is what is scorekeeping looking look like in our marriage and what the two of you can do so you guys are not keeping score anymore, but can truly be on the same team together and having the extraordinary marriage you desire. We love you guys. We're excited for what's ahead in your marriage as we start diving into man this last part of the year. I mean, let's 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 end it strong so we can start off the new year even stronger. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.